Um, hi, welcome to Conversations with a Wounded Healer. Why am I so weird? You know what? I don't care why I'm weird. I'm an Aquarius. I'm going to do what I want. I'm weird. And if you're here, I'm going to guess that you like it. If you don't like it, then just turn it off and that's okay. But hi, if you're here, I love that you're here. This is Conversations with a Wounded Healer. And I'm your host, Sarah Buino. I am in Chicago. I'm a psychotherapist. I teach a course about addiction in a master's program. I have a dog named Batman, who's this tiny little baby chihuahua mix. I love him so much. I've had other dogs before, but there's something about Batman. Like my heart wants to explode when I talk about how much I love him. So that's a little bit about me. What about you? Oh, wait. <laughs> That's so interesting. I love hearing that about you. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just being super weird today. I hope that you're in for it. So I've got a guest I want to tell you about. But one question that I would like to ask you is, if you like this podcast, would you be willing to rate and review us on Apple Podcast? It's an amazing way just to essentially prove that there's anybody out there who listens so it's unfortunate that we have to do this in our society to prove our worth, but help me prove my worth, will you? So you just go to Apple Podcasts if you have an iPhone. If you have an Android, I literally don't know what you do because I don't think you get Apple Podcasts. And I don't think we can rate and review them on Spotify or there are probably other places to review. But at any rate, just thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing with your friends. Thank you for connecting with me on Instagram at Head Heart Therapy. Just thank you. Okay, podcast listeners, we have something very exciting happening. You've spent a lot of time getting to know me and my guests over the years, and now it's time for me to learn more about you. For the month of November 2021, we're asking listeners to tell us about yourself via a short survey. This helps us to get to know who you are, what you like, and how we can better serve you in the future. Anyone who participates in the survey and shares their email will be entered into a drawing with prizes totaling over $300. We're including a weighted blanket, crystal water bottle, a workbook by Shauna Marie Brown, a gift card from a cool witchy shop called The Eighth House, kinetic sand, and a virtual Reiki session with moi. To be entered into the drawing, go to tinyurl.com slash cwhsurvey2021. Fill out the survey by 11.59 p.m. Central Time on November 30th, 2021, and winners will be announced by December 15th. As a special thank you to Patreons, all donors will be entered into the drawing twice for an extra chance to win. So if you'd like to become a Patreon donor, visit www.patreon.com slash woundedhealer. That's W-O-U-N-D-E-D-H-E-A-L-R. Thank you so much for being a listener. Whether this is your first episode or you've been here with me all along, I really look forward to hearing from you and getting to know you better. I wanted to say a little bit about spiritual development before I introduce today's guest, because she and I are going to talk about her spiritual development. And I was just thinking back the other day. So my first foray into the woo-woo realm, really, in my adult life, I was working at a place called Alternatives. I was working with youth, doing treatment with substance use disorders. And my boss was like, hey, 
do you want to come with me to this seminar? They've got cool things like Reiki and yoga and like teaching you how to integrate these things into your practice. And I was like, okay. So I went and first thing that happened is that there was a guy, a white guy, sorry, white guys, but like this guy, he really was white. It's okay. He's a dick. So he was sitting in the front row. I'm sitting behind him with my nose ring and my like weird colored hair. And I don't even remember what the person who was presenting was talking about, but then he was like, it's so unprofessional when people have piercings and tattoos and whatever. And I'm sitting there with my piercings. And at the time I didn't have a lot of visible tattoos and I can't remember what I said back, but I was like, this is not off to a good start, but it ended up being really incredible and transformative. And I got to volunteer to be the Reiki receiver and I felt stuff. And I was like, what is this magic? I need to be able to figure out what it is so that I can interpret what is happening to me when this is going on. So I started seeing a Reiki practitioner regularly and I ended up getting trained in Reiki, my level one Reiki. And I remember having such a hard time conceptualizing that there is healing energy within us and that there is healing work that can be done from a distance. Like I just didn't get any of it. And I was like, it was almost like just this awakening of, wait a minute, there are these other options of things that I hadn't thought about it that are beyond what science can explain at this point. And now look at me, super woo-woo, into witchy shit, crystals galore, Reiki all the time. I'm taking witch classes right now. I'm really excited about it. Witchy Woman, that's Danae's podcast. Danae Sweet has a podcast called Witchy Woman. I'm taking witch classes with her really enjoying it. Go check her out. But anyway, so it's just really interesting. The things that will spark a journey toward a whole different way of living. And that's a lot of what I'm going to talk about with Virginia today. So let me tell you a little bit about Virginia Castillo. So Virginia Castillo is a licensed clinical professional counselor, owner and founder of Silver Lining Psychotherapy LLC in Chicago. She's a first-generation Mexican-American and proud Latina. So please enjoy my wonderful, weird, and spiritual conversation with Virginia Castillo. Virginia, welcome to Conversations with a Wounded Healer. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited. Because you and I, you and I knew each other when I was a baby social worker, I don't know where you were in your career at that point, but that was my first job out of grad school when we worked at Alternatives together. It was the same for me. Was it? Yes. Oh, we were babies. We were. And now we're not babies. We're grown. <laughs> we're we're grown, we're grown ass therapists now. So, okay, let's see. Where should we start? How about first just start with where you are now? Tell people who you are and what your deal is. Yes. So my name is Virginia Castillo, and I am a licensed clinical professional counselor, and I am the owner and founder of Silver Lining Psychotherapy. I've always wanted to be owner and founder of something. It just Mm. sounded so fancy. So I know, right? So here it is. Here it is. Yeah. And I work with all kinds of people. I have, you know, I've worked with people with young children, teens, adults, older people, just the whole gamut, wide range of people. Awesome. Normally I ask for people's like therapist origin stories, but I actually want to know what's happened between when you left alternatives and where you are now, because you've made 
like this huge career shift and have just you start you go it's so funny so just to give you a little bit of how I even wound up being a therapist sure yeah that was a big shift too and I don't know if you knew that because when we were working together we didn't really talk that I feel like we really didn't talk that much and I think were you at the schools Roosevelt that's right that's why we didn't talk because I think we were opposite days at schools and I was at Sen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so we barely saw each other. Yeah. But I was working for our, the World Relief Grant and with immigrant and refugee kids and I loved it. It was mm-hmm. so nice. And But I feel like before that even, I had no intentions of being a therapist. I really? didn't grow up thinking this is what I want to do. I actually grew up thinking, well, I want to be like this important business lady and I'm going to do like international business. And I went really? to- Really? I didn't I did. know that. I came from finance. What? <laughs> yeah. That's me sleeping <laughs> through your first career. <laughs> it was finance. And you know what yeah. topic in school I sucked at? Math. Math. <laughs> so of course- <laughs> So you're like, okay, I'm going to do the thing that is literally the least intuitive for me. Yes. Cool. Yes, that's cool. what I did. And I went to school for that and I was in banking. All my first jobs were in banking. I was a teller. I was in the trading in the stock market with wow. traders. And one day I just was like, yeah, this is not for me. And I would, I was working downtown and I would take my lunches and just walk around. And there was mm. a school and it was the Illinois School of Professional Psychology. And I was like, I think I'll do that. I literally went to my lunch, walked in, and I was like, how do I do this? Like, where do, where do I sign up? How does this work? Wow. And that's how I got started. And I got thrown into this program. I didn't even know the difference between a right. social worker and a counselor. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, it sounds the same. Which one's easier to just get done? Right, right. I didn't know the difference either. Yeah. Right. And I didn't even, I, didn't, I knew nothing. So I just mm-hmm. went into it. And I'm like, well, this is cool. Like, worked all week full time and then went to school full time on the weekends mm. and got it done. I don't know how I did that, but right? I did. Did yeah. you have kids at the time? No. Ah, well. No, right. So yeah. I had all kinds of energy, I guess. <laughs> I guess. And I was younger. <laughs> I was like 20 years younger. Right. I mean, that was quite a shift then. And then just going, like you said, so our the first job really in the field coming out of grad school was at Alternatives. And that was such a wonderful experience. And it was so enriching to work with all kinds of people. But, you know, since then, I was doing mental health consulting for some time. And then I was working at a private practice. And then I decided, well, I think I want to try to see if I can do this myself on my own. And so, like I said, I always wanted to be an owner and founder of something. So I set up shop. And actually, the interesting thing is I opened up my private practice like full time, like a month before COVID hit. So I had set up my office and I was really excited. I was starting to see people there and then bam, mm-hmm. bam. And it was like, okay, now what do I do? How do we make this telehealth thing work? Are people even going to stick? Like all kinds of anxiety around that. And it worked out great. But during that time, so just like everybody else, you know, you panic about what's happening. How are we going to get through this? And trying to keep it together personally so that I could be there for my clients and for my family and for the people that were counting on me. And during that time, so, you know, I was thankfully, I had already started my own personal therapy. Thank God for that. Thank God for my therapist. And here's where you come in too. It's an amazing kind of connection, right? So I listened to your podcast while Mm -hmm. I was working pre-pandemic. My commute was like 30, 40 minutes. So I'm like, perfect. 
So you were part of like my daily routine. <laughs> like Sarah in the morning, <laughs> jump in the car, my coffee, mm. and I'm driving. And that would set me up for the day. You were my best friend mm. during that whole time. Aww. So whether you wanted to be or not, you were. <laughs> and yeah, I, you were part of my daily routine. And I would just listen. And I was always so impressed with like, wow, this girl has come so far. Oh, thank you. Because you were so quiet back in the day. And I felt like. What? No. Yes. No. Yes. I we never... really didn't talk then. Well, that's what I. <laughs> right. So yeah. like, I re- See, that's how I remember you. Wow. Very like Ooh. quiet and Mm-mm. shy and no. introverted. And what? No. That's never yourself. been me. That's crazy. We never talked. You kept to yourself a lot. And oh. you were just so like quiet. You were not in the office the day that I accidentally overdosed on cough medicine and was drunk basically in the office <laughs> on cough medicine. I never I, saw And that. you asked Rebecca Levin, we're going to send this to Rebecca and she's going to be like, Virginia, you must have blacked out during that whole period because I am not quiet or shy or Did introverted. I? That's so, you, we really was didn't I, talk. Was I dissociating? Like what happened? Because I don't, I remember you being really quiet, even when we had meetings. In staff meetings, I felt like I didn't know what I was talking about. So I was learning. I was the same way. I kept quiet Mm -hmm. too. I was really quiet. I always felt like you knew more than I did. Really? Yeah. That's surprising. Not in a like, I wasn't like intimidated by you, but I just was like, oh, she really fucking knows her shit. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was doing a good job faking it then. And this is so funny. Yeah. I hope that baby therapists are listening right now going like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. You can fake it and actually yeah. like fool people into thinking you totally. know what you're doing. Yeah. That's awesome. You fooled me. Because I remember you had done a presentation about a client with DID, dissociative identity disorder. Do you remember this? No. No. You had a, you had a client and I was just like, I could never work with someone like that. Oh, I know who you're talking. Yes. Yeah. And I was just like blown away by Mm -hmm. how you were working with this person. I was scared to death. I was like, what do I do? Yeah. Yeah. Those were tough times. Just learning though. I was learning the Mm -hmm. same as you. Mm -hmm. Well, you had me fooled (laughs) and clearly I had you fooled. (laughs) I always thought, wow, this girl was smart. I remember you, like there was an email sent out about you writing a paper it being published oh mm-hmm. yes and I was like oh wow she's smart <laughs> she got a paper published that's amazing <laughs> funny yeah and so, that yeah. was kind of bullshit but whatever go on back to your story no, though no but see though so my take on you was like you were so quiet you were so shy you were you were learning Right. And then I hear you on this podcast and I see you and you've got your business. And I'm like, wow, she's so successful. She went out there. She's putting herself out there. And then I would hear the episodes and I'd hear how this whole concept of let's be genuine, be vulnerable. Like Mm -hmm. it takes courage to be vulnerable. And it really got me thinking like, wow. So here's Sarah putting herself out there this way. She's not afraid. And if she is afraid, I don't see it. (laughs) She's putting up a good front. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Well, and see that, isn't that the definition of real courage? Yeah. Isn't that what courage is? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so then I thought, well, maybe I can be more genuine too, as a therapist, Mm -hmm. as a person. I don't have to do what they told us to do in grad school. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you go back to thinking about your professors and all of the, our training. Yeah. I remember having a professor who said, I mean, she was adamant, like, you do not cry in front of your clients. You do mm. not shed tears. If you see them crying, you do not reach for that Kleenex box. Like, you do mm. not. It's just, it was so, like, you do not share anything personally. It was so, like, mm-hmm. strict, rigid. And I understand. I understand why they, yeah, you know, trained us the way that they did. But there's also this part about, like, can we be human? Can our clients see that we that we care? Is that okay? Right. Is it okay for people to know that we're not perfect? Right. That just because we're the therapist, we have it all together? Like, no. We have our own stuff, too. And we're working on it, just as they are. Right. And isn't that something that's so amazing to be able to express? To share. And right. to share and... So that's with the clients. And then there's also this other side, I feel like with therapists amongst each other, how Mm -hmm. sometimes we have to put up these fronts of like, we're very professional and like, Mm -hmm. we know all this stuff. And it's like, you know, back in the day when there were actual in-person networking events, it'd be like, Mm -hmm. what's your specialty? Do we have to work so hard at impressing each other? Right. Can we talk about, well, Instead of maybe asking, like, what's your specialty? Can you say something? Well, who do you like to work with? What kind of people do you like to work with? Mm-hmm. Right. Or like, who are you as a person? <laughs> right. What do you like, like to do for fun? What are you about? Yeah. Yeah. Something just more personal. And you would always on your podcast say, like, do your work. Yeah. That was kind of like an emphasis of, like, do your own work. And I thought, well, that is important. And I don't think it was talked enough like they didn't talk about it enough in school. They didn't say, do your own work. Make sure you're getting your own stuff taken mm-hmm. care of. Mm-hmm. And how dangerous it is if you don't. Right. And that just wasn't emphasized enough. And I felt like your podcast, well, did, that was the whole point, right? That's what we're talking about here. That's it. Yep. And you had this lovely guest on one day when I was listening to the episodes. And Karen Deedling. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I connected with her story. I connected with her. There was just something about her energy that I thought, she's the one. I got to find this woman. I got to reach out to her. She's the one. And I reached out and we've been together ever since. Mm. And I love her. She's great. Mm -hmm. And it was actually through her that, you know, I felt like what else? Like I need something. I need to study something or I need to learn something. I need to grow in some way. So I was looking and I'm like, what do I do? Do I do Reiki? I think I'd reached out to you a couple of times and asked you about people. And do I do Reiki? What do I do? And I think I was talking about it with her one day and she's like, well, why don't you take some classes with you know, my friend and he's got his own school and why don't you just take some classes? And I, I didn't even ask what they were. I'm like, all right, <laughs> I'll, I'll take classes with your friend. I don't know what they're about, but like okay, cooking you, classes. What? Okay. what is it? Baking? I don't know. Okay. But I'll take the classes. Mm-hmm. And she gave me his information. I signed up and it was like one of the best decisions I ever made. Actually helped me get through the pandemic, I feel like. And it's a psychic school, right? It is. Mm-hmm. It's like med- learning meditations, but it really is mm. psychic school. And it's learning how to meditate and it's beautiful. I love it. It's beautiful. It's painful. Yeah. It's challenging for sure, but also brings a sense of peace. Mm-hmm. And it helped me change kind of the way that I see things. Mm, how so? So... It's really, um, I don't know if you've heard of Michael Tamura. He wrote a book called You Are the Answer. Mm. And in this book, he talks, he's like a spiritual person. He's died like five times and come back and talks about his experiences. And so like the way that I thought of things was like, I'm a human being with a soul 
or I'm a human being with a spirit. After reading this book, I realized that it's kind of more like the other way around. Mm-hmm. You're a spirit with a body. You're a soul having a human experience. Mm-hmm. And it's just that changes everything. I mean, yeah. listen, it did for me. Mm-hmm. And kind of thinking about it that way, it's like, oh, wow, what does this mean then? And it was kind of going down a rabbit hole after that. I'm like, I got to learn more about what this is. What is mm-hmm. this about? The classes really helped me just kind of look at meditation differently too. Hmm. So I'd remember, I think I went to see you speak once and you were teaching a class or something and, and you were talking and you were asking the audience that they meditated. And oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt like people were kind of looking at you like, eh, like you know, maybe mm-hmm. some people did and some people didn't. And, and you were like, you guys have to meditate. Like, it's great. And I was like, <laughs> and I was one of those people. <laughs> yes. And I was like, oh, I don't want to meditate. It's, mm-hmm. You know, like. Mm-hmm. But I could see the passion behind the message. Mm. And it was, so it made me curious. I'm like, what is that about? Like, Mm. what does she get out of the meditation that I don't see? Hmm. Right. And so I'm exploring this in these classes and I'm like, now I get it. Oh, (laughs) now I get it. Now I get why you were seeing that. So, Mm -hmm. and it Mm -hmm. is important. I think, unfortunately, a lot of people think of meditation as like, you having to sit there and, and mm-hmm. still your mind and quiet your mind. And that's like impossible. I don't know who mm-hmm. can do that. I, I mm-hmm. can't do that. And so it discourages people and they hear meditation and they're like, Bluff, no, I'm not doing it. I've tried it. I can't. It's a very Western way to think about it, right? If we think about it as having some sort of intended outcome and we have to like be able to do it right. And that's the antithesis of what meditation is. Yeah. We're very goal oriented or like we have mm-hmm. to see a product or we have to see something concrete. Yep. And it's, I don't know who can just empty their head and not have a thought. I don't know what that is. I don't yeah. know why that concept is even out there that that's what meditation is. I know. I know. To me personally, it, it's more like, how do you find, what do I want to say? Your center or your inner self mm-hmm. or your inner peace amongst or amidst the chaos and the noise and the turbulence and everything that's going on around you. And that's what it felt like during the pandemic, right? Like there's all this stuff going on all over the place. So much fear, so much worry, anger, all kinds of stuff going on, blowing up all over the place. Mm -hmm. How do I find my inner peace? How can I be at peace with myself so that I can then radiate that to others? How can I help be at peace so that when they come and talk to me or when people are around me, they could be like, oh, it's so nice. I can find a little moment of peace. And then how can I help other people then find their own way? Because that's also the point too, right? How do we help people? How do we guide them into finding their own peace? And so these classes have really helped me with that. And there's also the clairvoyance piece and the clairs. Yeah, yeah. You want to talk about that? Yeah. So I I suck at explaining this, the clairs. (laughs) Well, we can muddle through it together. Yeah. So there's the the clairvoyance, Mm -hmm. which is being able to see right? There's a clairsentience, which is feeling, feeling mm-hmm. the ability to feel, which I feel like most of us like in this field as therapists, we were pretty good at that, right? The, mm-hmm. Being able to intuit and mm-hmm. empathize. And so there's your clairsentience. Mm-hmm. There's the clairaudient. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm saying that right. That's Hearing. The, mm-hmm. being able to hear. Claircognizant, the knowing. Yeah, that's probably is my that top one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just know things. Yeah. I like that one. That one's mm-hmm. also like something that's like it's hard to explain, but it's like you're in a situation or you're talking about something, you just know it. There's one more. Hmm. The clear the smelling one. Oh, I'm gonna Google it now. 
That would be an interesting one to have. Let's see. Clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, clairalience. That's it. Claire, yeah. clairalience. Claire, what is this one? Oh, clear is tasting, clear substance. Oh, yeah. I've never heard of that one. It, clear tasting. You taste shit. I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be like, <laughs> what does that taste? <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's not a fun oh one. My God. <laughs> wow. So what, which one often shows up for you? Well, these classes are focused on the clairvoyance. Mm, okay. And so it's developing images in your mind. And when you're focusing mm. and you're in meditation and you get images and, and you learn about the chakras and you learn about the aura and you learn, you know, how to get images and then read energy. And so you're reading energy for yourself and for others. It's a lot of really interesting stuff. And even like exploring past lives and if you believe in that, but it's exploring that. Mm -hmm. A lot of really cool stuff. And so it's been a really, really interesting journey for me. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I'm, you know, a hundred percent ready to come out. I guess I'm coming out now. Yeah, I was going to say too late. Uh, So (laughs) I guess it's too late. Okay, so I'm coming out. Mm-hmm. In a very public way, because I have mm-hmm. so nobody knows that I'm taking these classes. Really? Because yeah. I was actually going to ask if any of your relationships have changed because of uh, this. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of them. No, I'm serious. All of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, friends, but what the, are those? But, but nobody knows that you're taking these. So I was in the closet. I'm not anymore because I'm talking about it right now. So I'm coming out as a psychic empath healer. Mm-hmm. And yay! how do you talk about this in our field? You know, like, how do you mm-hmm. even introduce this? How do you mm-hmm. put it out there? How does mm-hmm. it not sound woo-woo? And Well, it does. And some right. people are into it and some people aren't. Right. And so with family, it was kind of the same thing. It's like, do I even want to explain mm-hmm. what I'm doing here? That I'm taking these classes and... Mm. You know, and I think I tried with a couple of friends to be like, oh, hey, so I'm doing this really cool thing. I'm taking these classes. And I would kind of get these like looks mm. <laughs> where it's like, oh, really? Like, how do you learn to be a psychic? Like, isn't that mm. just something you're born with? And it's like, well, you don't learn to be a psychic. You, everybody has abilities. It's We're just all a matter born of born with it. Right. So whether you tune in or not. Exactly. See, mm-hmm. but you understand. Yeah. Some people don't. You know, so it's kind of hard to get, it's almost like going into like, oh, so you're doing that? Like, oh, what's that like? But it it was kind of like, oh, trying to stay away from the topic. And so then Mm. it kind of discouraged me from continuing to talk about it because Mm. it's kind of painful to come up against those feelings that people have about this. And so it's like, oh, like you said, it is for some people and for some, it's just not a thing. And Mm -hmm. it's too woo woo. And it's like, they look at you kind of crazy. I just don't hang out with those people anymore. <laughs> well, so you were saying, like, did your relationships change mm-hmm. as a consequence of this? Yeah. Yeah. So friendships changed. And also, I started to kind of think about the quality of the friendships. Right. And I decided that there were some friendships that mm-hmm. weren't as good as I thought they were. Mm-hmm. I have found that some friendships were a lot more one-sided than I thought they were because I wasn't getting fed by them. 
And it's so like, it feels bad. Like there's, there's one friend in particular that just couldn't understand what I was saying anymore. And also was very, there was a lot of like, you know, mental health support that they needed that they didn't think that they needed. And I was just like, this is draining me. Like it, it hurts me to be with this person. And I hate that I know that they're walking around going like, oh, Sarah thinks she's like too good for me. But that's not what it is. But it's just like, we're not speaking the same language anymore. And that's, it's okay. Like we can outgrow friendships. And it doesn't mean that, you know, this person's bad because they didn't take this particular path. It's right. just, and we're it doesn't not mean that you think you're right better now. than somebody else. It right. Just means you've grown apart. That's what that means. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, same thing. But it's painful, that's, right? That's what happened. Yeah. And is your family Catholic? So I'm a recovering Catholic. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if your parents would think this is like witchcraft oh or something. God. They would get an exorcism or something, don't at me or lock me away or something. And right. maybe I'm not giving them enough credit, but it's almost not worth bringing up. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we, you know, I was born into this Catholic belief. And not that I, I don't have anything against Catholicism mm-hmm. in particular. It's just part of the tradition mm-hmm. in my family. And I'm good. I'm good with it. But I yeah. just don't practice any religion. I just mm-hmm. don't like religion. Spirituality, we can talk mm-hmm. spirituality all day. Right. I'm mm-hmm. 100% into it. And, you know, whatever works for you. If that's what works for you, great. I don't judge it. That's wonderful. It just doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. But the spirituality piece and the belief in something bigger, mm-hmm. a higher power, brings me comfort. And mm-hmm. so that's what I roll with. You seem so at ease with yourself. I don't know if that's what you're feeling, but that's what I'm witnessing right now. And, you know, if if I like looked back, I wouldn't necessarily have thought of you as being like constrained and confined, but just kind of thinking back now and seeing you be more open. And I don't know, there's just, it's like you've, you're embodied. I feel different. Yeah. It's funny that you you mentioned it because I was just out with a friend that I hadn't seen in a long time yesterday. Mm-hmm. Actually, a former supervisor from Alternatives, which is really weird. Oh, who <laughs> I, was it? I think she might have left before you. Who was Yesenia. it? Yesenia. Oh, but I heard of her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she was there. She was my supervisor there for many years. And then Anjali came in mm-hmm. and then Anjali hired you. Mm-hmm. So you missed Yesenia, but I just, mm-hmm. I've kept in touch with her all this time because she was the, you know, mm. whenever I would be in trouble out in the field, I'd be like, what would Yesenia do? What would Yesenia oh, do? Oh, I was you the know? same way with Anjali. She inspired me so much. Yeah. In the way that I wanted to be with clients. Right. I was trying to be that confident person. Like, mm. what would she do in this situation? So, and mm. we've just kept in touch all these years. And then I actually just got a chance to see her recently and she was just telling me she's like you you seem lighter I don't know what mm. it is about you but you seem lighter <laughs> mm. and it's just and I credit it to the classes you know like to just learning how to meditate learning how to just be at peace with myself and there's a strange but kind of wonderful thing that resulted from these classes other than just finding like this lightness and this peace and so I don't drink anymore mm. at all Alcohol is just not part of my life anymore. And I think it's because of the classes. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I mean, that's what they like. Alcohol is one of one of the things that disconnects you from the spirit realm and the psychic realm. And so, yeah, I think a lot of people who are really seriously into this stuff don't drink because of that. Well, thank you for telling me because I really haven't been able to figure out why. Mm -hmm. It lowers your vibration. Is that what it is? I don't even Mm -hmm. know. I just know that like, listen, like I love my coffee and my wine, my coffee and wine. It's like, that's what (laughs) brought me joy. Yeah. And it got to the point that I was, you know, I don't know how many months into these classes, like maybe three months in or four. And I started a six month program, right? The one that I was in initially was like six months. And then Mm -hmm. I joined a one year, but I think this was the first one, the six month ones. And I was like halfway into that one, I think. Mm-hmm. And I started noticing that I would drink and I would get really lightheaded, like or my head mm. would hurt. Mm. It was almost like hangover while I while was drinking. you were drinking. Like, yes, huh. really weird. And it was really huh. uncomfortable. And I'm like, I don't like this. Huh. So I'm like, well, I'll, I'll cut it down. You know, I'll go from maybe two glasses. I'll, I'll just have one. Maybe that'll do it. Then I'd have the one. I'm like, I'm still feeling like really bad. Wow. But I'm here, I'm pushing it because I don't want to let it go. Right. So now I'm going for <laughs> half a glass. I'm like, I am, I am making yes, this happen. It, I'm, <laughs> yes. At this point, I'm like, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to prove mm. that I can do this. Mm. And half a glass, I'm like, I can't. Mm. I had to stop. I felt horrible. <laughs> I was drinking. And the only thing I could think of is like you work on getting so, you know, it's probably what you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's also like you work on getting so much clarity. And I feel like the alcohol brings in this fog. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's what yeah. part of the allure of drinking is like you get a little like foggy and you can relax and you enjoy it and it's nice. And I just couldn't. That was not fun for me anymore. That's how I've been also very directly impacted by just being able to meditate and really dive into these classes. So yeah, it's been a really, really, really interesting, challenging, fun experience. I'm hoping to be able to bring some of this stuff in with clients. I was just going to say, if, you, if you're coming out now for the first time, you haven't done this yet then. No, what, but what I have been kind of like incorporating, I've been sprinkling it in here and there mm-hmm. in the sense of like what I find that's helpful is like grounding, helping people just become a little bit more grounded, more embodied, and to be able to kind of just meditate, right? Release any negativity, release any fears and worries, and to be able to do this very mindfully. And that's part of all this. And so I've been kind of sprinkling that in here and there. But I'm hoping like to go a little bit deeper. And it's just going to be about who's open to it. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. Who's open to it. And you know, it's so funny, though. So during this whole process, like I feel like I've had some clients for a long time, like mm-hmm. there's been people that have just been with me for a long time. And I had no idea that, like, so I'd be talking about, I'd say, oh, like, I'd notice in the background, they'd have crystals. I'm like, oh, you like crystals? Like, mm-hmm. I have mine. Oh, and then I'd show them. right there. And one of my favorite ones. And, and then that would open up this whole other conversation with people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like a way of connecting. We spent mm-hmm. all this time talking and going through stuff. And then all of a sudden there's this other avenue mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that brings us even closer. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you're into it too. It's almost like a relief. Like, oh, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. like this too? You believe in that? Like, nice. Oh, do you like talking about auras and chakras? And Yeah. 
that's why I have the office decorated the way that I do with crystals and astrology stuff and tarot stuff and Buddhist stuff, right? Just to invite that and anybody who is into it. I think I think we generally get a lot of people who are less on the intellectual side and more on the woo-woo side. Nice. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Yeah. I love it. So this has opened up like with several of my clients and I've kind of explored the spirituality piece and they're totally into it. And I would have never, never have gone to this when I first started Mm -hmm. this work with people. Never. It's like a no, no, you don't go into that. I used to work in a place where um, there was a tiny little Buddha statue that was like just part of the decor. And it wasn't even mine. It was just there because I shared an office and I remember one day it was gone. And I asked him, like, I asked the boss. Where'd Buddha hey, go? Where did the Buddha go? I like that little guy. Like, why? Mm-hmm. Where's, where's the Buddha? And the answer I was given was like, well, we don't have crosses hanging here. Like, we can't have anything religious or, you know, anything implying any kind of religion here. Like, we don't have, you know, Jesus on the cross. And I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> I mean, you could if you wanted to. There are a lot of Christian counseling places that probably do. Like, it's just, wow, that seems so restrictive. It was, though. And I was like, why would anyone have a problem with Buddha? Right. (laughs) Regardless of what you believe in. It's like, I don't know. It was kind of weird. Yeah. And Buddha statues and Jesus on the cross are totally different. Like Buddha is not a deity to be worshipped. That's just not, that's not how it goes. Right. That's how extreme it can be out there. Wow. So are you a healer? Yes. Yay. I think so because, and you know, I was reading this really lovely quote and I don't remember it, but it was like, the healing takes place for people when you are able to hold space for that mm-hmm. and help them discover ways to heal themselves. Mm-hmm. And in that sense, yep. you're a healer. And so I think if you can create that space in a therapy room with people like, and guide them into learning how to heal themselves, that's the healing. And we heal ourselves, right? Like we know what's best for us. We are our own experts. And I see myself there as a guide. You know what's best for you. You own it. I've had people that try to credit me with their healing. I'm like, you know, and I and I get it. And I get they're appreciative and they want to just thank you. And I'm like, but you know what? You're the one that was here every week. You're the one that showed up. You're the one that did the work in between sessions. You're the one right. that mm-hmm. you're doing it. I'm here, you know, on the sidelines, just cheering you on and be like, you got this. Like, that's kind of how I see it. And so in essence, yeah, I think we're all healers. And I understand that there's hesitation about wanting to own it because you don't want to take credit for other people's healing. But that's not what you're doing. No, we're holding space and we're cheering people on. One facet of this is that there are people out there who call themselves healers who have really harmed people. So there's that piece. But I also think too, I don't think that as women, we're allowed to have any sort of esteem, right? Like to call oneself a healer, oh, who do you think you are? And that's why I get really happy when people do call themselves a healer, because we can be humble and be healers. We don't think that we're fucking changing the world, but you can know what your gifts are. Well, we're not claiming to be God. Right. Right. And claiming your gifts and knowing, Mm -hmm. you know, that you can help, you're helping people. Yeah. And that's it, bottom line. Because when you were in finance, I'm sure there were people who were like, yeah, I'm a fantastic trader. 
And <laughs> they were allowed to say that. The Why can't we say, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And it was almost encouraged. It's like, oh yeah. Mm. Like how confident that person is. And mm-hmm. Absolutely. But yeah, it's kind of tricky. It's kind of tricky when people throw around that word healer and it just takes on really negative connotations with some people. It can. Mm-hmm. Well, because a lot of people have been harmed. Some people do correlate that with religion. And there's a lot of folks who have religious and spiritual abuse. And I was just listening to a podcast about this woman, Teal Swan. Have you heard of her? No. She's like a spiritual guru type person. And she works with a lot of people who are suicidal. And so, of course, she's had clients who killed themselves. And so there was this Mm -hmm. investigative podcast on her called The Gateway. And it was back in 2018. So I'd be really curious. I didn't like look up any of the controversy since then. But and as I was listening to the podcast, the way that she talks is so it's so assured, like she knows the truth. And that's when I was listening to that, because a lot of the stuff she was saying, I was like, well, I agree with what she's saying. But I would never say it out loud. I would never say it to a client. I can believe it for myself, but I'm never going to tell somebody else who might not hold it the same way I do, right? Because she, she was like talking about like, death isn't the end. And I believe that. But I'm not going to say that to a suicidal person sitting in front of me. That's literally the last thing you say. So, so it's like, you can be, and, and she might have the truth, right? She might have all these things, but for her to be so sure and not have any room for nuance and the intricacies and and also the humility of not trying to tell somebody else what their experience is. Because the whole point, at least as I understand it, the whole point of being human is to feel pain, right? And it's not necessarily that we're supposed to suffer, but being human is the hardest thing that a soul can do. So it almost takes away the dignity of a person's experience if you are trying to tell them here, this is what you need. This is what you have to do. Right. Part of the human experience, like we signed up for this, right? To be human. I say this to my clients all the time, you know, like it's okay to feel anger. You're entitled to access to all of your feelings. They're there for a reason. We have them for a reason. Don't try so hard to avoid it. It's like pain exists for a reason. Now the suffering, that's different. You don't have to suffer. Maybe someday we can get to a point where we can still learn life lessons without the suffering. Mm-hmm. I doubt Wouldn't it. Wouldn't that be great? I doubt it. I just think this is what humans do. You know, that's why I want to be a dog in my next lifetime. I don't think they suffer. <laughs> I want to be a cat. Very much. Okay, great. Let's yeah. let's be oh, in the same be- home. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll be we'll be best friends. We'll snuggle yeah. together. <laughs> I love it. And it will be so. <laughs> So it is. Okay. Hey, higher power, are you hearing this? <laughs> I, I guess that's decided already. Did not think I have worked out all my today. karma, and now I just get to be a dog and lay in the sun. That's all I want. That's awesome. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't it? Oh my god. I don't know. Maybe I'm being naive, but my hope or wish for humanity is that we can learn through love. Mm-hmm. through joy, mm-hmm. through happiness. Like, can we stop signing up for learning through pain and suffering? Mm-hmm. It's fine to have the whole balance and everything, but I, it just mm-hmm. seems so off balance right now where everything's pain and suffering. <laughs> why? Mm-hmm. I know. I think about that too sometimes. I'm like, why did I choose this particular lifetime that is so challenging? 
like my personal experiences are challenging, but also like the global challenges and the political divides. And I always wonder. Well, I wonder about that too. And I wonder if it's like, I don't want to speak for you, but I almost feel like you are here to awaken. Hmm. And that's what you're doing through the podcast. You're bringing awareness and you're waking people up. You woke me up. And so maybe that's why, because that's what we need. Yeah. We need your light. That's like the highest compliment, honestly. It really is. I was thinking about that before we started recording how like you're the embodiment of what I want this podcast to be, right? I want people to be able to get more in, in touch with their authentic selves. And so I just, I feel so much, I feel so much gratitude that you've shared it with me because you emailed me at one point after you started working with Aaron, I remember. And I was like, I had no idea I was impacting you, you know? And you're like, you changed my life. And I'm like, what? I'm just sitting here in my closet saying whatever <laughs> shit comes out, you know? And that's, I mean, it's, I, I'm humbled by that. I'm, I'm so grateful and I'm so fucking happy for you. Well, that's why I reached out too, though. Yeah. Because I felt like she's doing this work and she has no idea yeah. how she's impacting people. Mm-hmm. And I hope that more people reach out to you and just tell you because it's like shockwaves. You are impacting so many people. You are making such a difference. And sometimes, you know, you don't, you don't get to hear about it. Yeah. But you really are. And if the purpose of the podcast was that, well, I'm right here. Right. Honestly, if it's just you, if you were the only one who was impacted and touched, but this this is why I really want to focus my work on therapists these days, because me helping you helps however many hundreds, thousands, maybe of people that you're going to work with for the rest of your life, right? It's already so like, happening. Exactly. That ripple effect happening. is exactly what I, I aim for. It's happening, my dear. <sighs> yeah. So through you, I was encouraged to seek out my own therapy. I found Aaron. Aaron led me to my teacher, Andrew Fritz mm-hmm. at greenlight.yoga. And then that has encouraged me to do so many things. And now I'm even exploring mediumship and I'm taking mediumship classes. Just like, did you see Aaron did a reading for me that she had posted on her yes. YouTube? Powerful. Yeah. She is like yeah. crazy good. Yeah. It is. She's freakishly accurate. Yeah. I think it's erindeedling.com, but we'll make sure Aaron to Deedling. put her info in the show notes. Yeah. Erindeedling.com. And mm-hmm. she is amazing. A beautiful human being, beautiful soul. Mm. And I met her through you. So thank you so much. I'm so grateful. You're welcome. And it's funny. I, I was in a training with her, like, like a weekend training. And my best friend, Livia, was like, oh, you need to meet Erin. And then you know, we like exchange information, but nothing happened. And then I ran into her at like world market of all places. So random. She was like, hi. And I was like, uh, I think you need to be on my podcast. Like it was just really <laughs> this very synchronistic type thing. And to yeah. know how impactful that was to like change your entire life. That's fucking, that's the best. It's really the best. It's amazing. And just so grateful. Grateful to you, grateful to her, grateful to my teachers. It's just been mm-hmm. such an, I'm so full of gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've recognized for me that when I'm, when I am vibrating like at the highest level for myself, gratitude, just, I just can't stop being grateful, you know? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
before we wrap up, I, I didn't ask you yet if you consider yourself a wounded healer. I think so. Just because like, who doesn't have wounds? Who right. isn't healing from something? And that's part of what makes us humans and part mm-hmm. of why we're also able to connect with each other and have empathy and compassion. Agreed. Well, where can people find you? People are listening and they're like, I want a woo-woo, psychic, Yay. clairvoyant, that's meditating me. therapist. Yay! It's Virginia. Yay. <laughs> uh, you can find me at silverliningpsychotherapy.com. Mm-hmm. That's my website. Email at silverliningchicago at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. On Facebook at Silver Lining Chicago. Instagram, same thing, Silver Lining Chicago. Mm-hmm. And if you want to reach out to a couple of my friends, which I always give credit to, Erin Deedling. Mm-hmm. So she's at erindeedling.com. Andrew Fritz, amazing, amazing teacher. He knows his stuff. He's the real deal. You'll find him at greenlight.yoga. And if you want to take mediumship classes, like with this really wonderful, heart-based, beautiful human being, Michael Mayo at mediummichaelmayo.com. I might be interested in that. We'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk for sure. Well, Virginia, I just feel a lot of, I just feel a lot of love right now. I do too. For you, for your journey, for, you know, the fact that I've been doing this, you like, it's just all, all of it, love for all of it. And I am very appreciative and grateful and honored to be here. And for you to ask me, I think I got the email from you and I was like dumbfounded. I'm like, what? She wants to talk to me? Me? Why? <laughs> but I'm so happy to be here and I'm so happy that you asked me. And, and I'm so happy to talk to you and to see you again and to see what a wonderful, powerful human being you are. Oh, right back at you, friend. Thank you. Isn't Virginia great? I love her. I hope that you love her too. Thanks so much, Virginia, for being on the show today. If you want to learn more about her and find out about her practice and all the amazing things that she gets up to, you can visit our website at www.headhearttherapy.com slash podcast. Thank you so much to the Creative Imposter Studios for editing, to Liam O'Donnell for our album art, and to Ben Mueller for our theme music. Until next time, bye-bye.